This call is being recorded. You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, however it applies. Congratulations to Andy Reid, the Kansas City Chiefs, your Super Bowl 54 champs. Um, a game that kind of just seemed like it was absolutely flying by. Then all of a sudden, got really interesting, and uh, you know some changes, and we're gonna get you in, get into it all here. Your host Jeff Lloyd from SI.com's Browns Maven, Pete Smith, your local experts on the biggest stories, all thing Cleveland Browns wise for your daily delivery of all things dog pound. Pete, when we did the pregame and we talked about it, and we said, you know, the most difficult thing about Kansas City, and you see this now through three playoff playoff games each one of them where they got that point where they were down by two scores, 10 points or more in some instances, it's, it's really difficult to essentially, you know, cut the head off the beast, so to speak. And you leave even just a crack and even obviously, you know, the uh, reviewed play that took away made it, you know, third and 15, the huge one to Hill, um, whatever in the world they were thinking on the uh, Richard Sherman against Sammy Watkins, one-on-one, uh, you can try, but, you know, it almost just seems like time stands still and your 2018 NFL MVP certainly stood tall here in the fourth quarter today. Well, look, I mean, the the game came down to who had a quarterback, and one of them did, and it certainly went in San Francisco because Jimmy Garoppolo uh, just folded at the end of the game. He actually made some pretty good throws throughout. Yeah, he had, uh, like, that he, nice little run from almost the – beginning of the second half to the beginning of the fourth quarter, but, you know, once it got kind of a little tight. And he got burned by uh, on the offensive pass interference because he made a great pass, and uh, and uh, they didn't need it. They didn't need the shove, and he, he got called for it deservedly, but he was open. Um, yeah, was- yeah, but that whole scenario wasn't the best thing in the world to do because, I mean, you know, you can't decide if you're in it or you're not. But, I mean, you know, 10-10, you're getting the ball. But, I mean, you're playing Kansas City. Even if they were going to play crappy, you were still going to need high 20s to win this game. Right. Uh, they uh, they basically scored, they scored 10 points a half, um, which, you know, it, 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 for a while it looked like it was going to be a huge win for, for the uh, 49ers defense. And then I think Pat Mahomes is playing – I'll say woozy for a while uh, and then sort of got out of it and then came alive and was just uh, killing it uh, and found Richard Sherman who, who just wasn't equipped to keep up with these. I was surprised it took as long as it did uh, and they just exploited their, their weakness in the de- defensive backfield. And some of that was probably a result of the 49ers pass rush getting winded. Um, I, obviously the, the longer the game went, the better, he did, which is probably indicative of that. And, and there were some times where it seemed like he was really struggling, uh, feeling pressure. Um, and uh, he, uh, you know, obviously made that huge throw to uh, Sammy Watkins, who showed up for his one game a year, uh, <laughs> a tradition unlike any other. Uh, and I, I, I was puzzled at how many times they called plays that had him go running into people uh, but, uh, yeah, they, nevertheless, they got it done uh, in impressive fashion. 
Uh, it, 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 it looked like, you know, obviously, you know, the Chiefs defense for the most part, you know, wasn't bringing much to the table. Obviously, they were able to get some pass rush going late. But, uh, I mean, you want to talk about a guy in absolutely having a day. You want to talk about Damian Williams here. I guess now it was 12 career touchdowns in the playoffs, uh, well over 130 yards. I mean, Pete, this is a guy they essentially found off the street last December, December, and this was all due to Kareem Hunt. But, I mean, they may have found a guy that just absolutely perfect. I mean, LaShawn McCoy is a part of that team, didn't trust today. Um, they found their guy. They're paying him nothing. And for all you people who are the, you know, zero running back theory, Jack Duff and all of you have your day on this one. But they found a guy that is just an absolute perfect plug-and-play for what they do. Uh, I don't know about perfect, but he had a, he had a very good game. Uh, obviously, he had the, the, the game, the, the, the run that clinched it, but he made a couple of really nice – he wasn't really so much as a running back as he did best Burke. It was as a receiver. He made a couple big uh, catches and runs, like the one that uh, he looked like he was pinned to the sideline and Quan Alexander couldn't make the tackle, and he ended up gaining 13 yards and a first down on that. That seemed where he made his biggest impact. And then blocking. He had a bunch of big chip blocks uh, to help out, particularly uh, Eric Fisher, who needed all the help he could get against against Bosa, who had a, a an impactful game. Uh, and was able to, uh, you know, cause a lot of pressure. But Damian Williams did a lot to sort of create some opportunities, particularly for Garoppolo, who, who you know, went to his right a lot uh, and kept the ball because Eric Armstead could not do his job of playing contain, like, at all and kept giving them wide open running lanes so he could pick up easy first downs. Uh, there were a lot of questionable you know for, for as dominant as the 49ers defense can be there was a lot of just bad football uh on their part and missed opportunities for them to really close down this game the thing i guess that probably surprises me most pete is you know i mean they seem to ride raheem mostart to get to this point and i don't believe it was almost till the second quarter where he got his first carry i think it was 11 or 12 carries overall but it just seemed really strange that this was you know essentially the horse they rode here where they were just, you know, shutting basically Jimmy down early. And all of a sudden, this just he essentially wasn't a factor in this game. No. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Chiefs uh, did a decent job with him. They, they did not do a good job to uh, stop uh, Coleman a couple times. But, yeah, I mean, they – um, they were, it, it, I mean, really the runs that killed them were those wide receiver runs. Debo. Uh, what's up? I said Debo. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they, they had a couple great runs with, uh, with, with receivers. Um, and they, the, the chiefs did everything they could to put the ball in Garoppolo's hands and, and he couldn't do enough. And, you know, that was a theme all season long that Jimmy Garoppolo was basically getting by on, you know, everything else being so great. And the, and the, the, the times he needed to be a fantastic quarterback, he simply wasn't up to it. And, you know, it's certainly not the spot you want to uh, have to be put Jimmy Garoppolo in, but two forty four left in the game and you have to score a touchdown. And, and there were some questionable play calls that it just, um, to me, continues to be what looks like a, a very uncomfortable relationship between uh, Garoppolo, or Garoppolo and uh, Kyle Shanahan, who, who just does not seem to trust him. 
Well, it seems when, you know, you need Jimmy to step up and make that throw. So when he's having an issue, we're going to get to a little bit more here. Uh, again, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs, Pete Smith, Jeff Lloyd, Lockdown Browns. Well, if you're a Niners fan or if you're a Chiefs fan, let's talk about sex. Good sex. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they're proven and you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they are chewable, they work up twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready for whenever the opportunity arises. Sunday night's normally your night, and you're a Niner fan, you're a little down. You might need something. If you're a Chiefs fan, maybe you want the party to go all night. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Simple as this, guys. For instance, if you talk a good game, but you're the one and done, and you're a Chiefs fan, and you really want to enjoy this night, Blue Chew might be able to help you get to round two. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness there shouldn't be. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they are cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for all our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code MLB. All caps. Again, just pay the $5 for shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code MLB to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we appreciate them for their sponsorship of Locked on Browns. Now, Pete, like you said, it never seemed like there was any rhyme or reason to the Niners passing game. You know, they wanted to work over the numbers off of play action a little bit. Uh, Manny Sanders, who had been a huge addition for them, they found no way to get him involved. Um, And honestly, for the most part, neither team was able to get anything vertical going. Obviously, the Chiefs late with the one to Hill, late to the one to Watkins. But for San Francisco, it's just – it's there's not enough there, and it definitely shows – you know, the maybe lack of confidence in the quarterback and even the late deep one to Manny Sanders where, I mean, he overthrew him by a country mile. Um, you, it, San Francisco, if you can box San Francisco in like they did and you can find a way to not give them five to six yards of carry, there's a way to hold them back. And Kansas City was able to do it. And obviously, you know, once it got tight there, I mean, everybody on San Francisco after it you know, went from – 20 to 10 to 24, 20. I mean, it was over there. They didn't need the last one. Uh, San Francisco, everybody kind of just, you know, once guys are you know tearing up on the sidelines, you know, you've got them and you know, it's over, but you know, they've got to find, there's got to be more to the San Francisco offense because Jimmy isn't accurate enough where he could, you know, pick you apart all day long. You've got to get some chunk down the field and it just can't be through the running game. Well, yeah, I mean, the 49ers had opportunities to make big plays in the passing game, but, uh, they had receivers pull up. They had just passes. A, a lot of them were just Garoppolo passes that were just not where they needed to be. He made a couple of fantastic throws on the game, but there were just a, a lot of those catch and run opportunities that uh, that just didn't happen. The one deep ball, the, the last deep ball they threw, um, it looked like he overthrew a little. Also looked like uh, Emmanuel Sanders pulled up a little bit, but in either case, they they couldn't connect on those and they just left too many 
opportunities on the field that they could have made into longer drives or scoring drives and settled. I mean, they, they left points on on the field and, and it's tough to do that when you're playing against a team like Kansas city, who, you know, sort of, Oh, by the way, themselves into 31. I mean, that's, it's, that's how explosive they are. The fact that it was, you know, 20 to 17, it was 20 to uh, 20 to 10 for so long. And then all of a sudden they sort of, you know, oops themselves in three, three straight touchdowns. So it's tough to be a team like the 49ers where you need to be able to take advantage of all those points. And so much of the time throughout the season, they could because the running game was so strong or their passing game was so open, but when they needed more uh, pinpoint, nice window throws, they were just off somewhere dropped, but just, they weren't there. And, and there were a couple of times where like, there, there was at least one where, where the Garoppolo threw the wrong receiver, got tackled short, and he had a wide open uh, tight end that, that just sitting there, his best player sitting there wide open in the middle of the field, and he didn't get it to him. And that's, you know, that's, those are the plays that they're going to go back and look at and, and think what might have been. Yeah, I mean, if you look at some solid individual performances, you know, from the Chiefs defense, uh, you know, Bashard Breland early, uh, Fuller, you know, obviously, you know, a near interception and obviously the clinching interception late in the game. Uh, Jones with three passes, you know, disrupted from the line of scrimmage. I mean, just an absolute beast in the fourth quarter. Just an amazing effort for a defense that, you know, has some great players, not an overall great unit. But, you know, just guys who, you know, we talk about this all the time. You know, you get heroes in a Super Bowl that you're not expecting to see. And some of those guys just really, really stood out late in the game. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, 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 until basically like halfway through the fourth quarter, it was anyone's guess who's going to be the MVP uh, at that point. I mean, you could have made an argument for, for Fred Warner. Uh, maybe uh, Jimmy Garoppolo gets it by default, but, uh, you know, finally, uh, Patrick Mahomes, again, it just sort of started clicking. I think he got, you know, one more there, and then two, he sort of got over being sort of a little bit afraid of what he was dealing with and just sort of got the ball out quicker and was, was more effective and then opened it up, and that's how he secured the MVP. Yeah, but they got, you know, big plays out of Kelsey. They got uh, enough from Tyreek Hill. They got enough from Sammy Watkins. And again, Damian Williams with a couple massive plays. I mean, you talk about unsung heroes in that. And then uh, really the, the group that probably deserves way more credit that they're going to get is the interior of the offensive line. I mean, uh, Mitchell Schwartz just shut down D Ford. Uh, Bosa, had, for the most part, had his way with, uh, with uh, Eric Fisher. But Austin Ryder, uh, Bob Wiley, and, and the Dr. Tardif, uh, you know, weren't perfect by any stretch, but considering what they were up against, obviously DeForest Buckner had a big sack. Uh, but for the most part, they did a decent enough job on that interior that they were able to create enough running lanes and create enough pass protection that Mahomes was able to make a couple big, obviously big throws also made a couple big runs with his legs. Uh, and those guys, you know, were up to the task. Yeah, and even Mahomes a couple of times, obviously, you know, the the one early in the game that led to the fourth down where he, you know, ball got knocked out, got smashed again by Tart later in the game. Uh, you know, 
but people used to talk about this, you know, it almost like is a negative for Mahomes when he was coming out of Texas Tech. You know, look at this. He's throwing the ball 60, 70 times a game. Pat can go all day. And that's literally what you saw here today where San Francisco, they've been playing, you know, 50-minute games where they were over. Um, and, you know, and you go back to that 35-point second quarter against Houston. It's just a ridiculous juggernaut that, you know, like literally like once they just – they can hit an overdrive that nobody else has – and Pete, does anybody else fool somebody into thinking that they actually play more than Cam Irving? This guy is in every coach's shot, in every end zone celebration, and the dude don't take a damn snap. Well, he got his uh, he got his snaps out of the way in the regular season. Uh, well, Eric Fisher was up, but yeah, he uh, he he knows where the cameras at. He uh, all every every time there was a shot at the sideline or celebrating or whatever. Uh, he was in there. So, I, I you know, all, all three Browns ex-linemen uh, got their got their share of uh, camera time in this one. The only one, that, the only Browns, ex-Brown player I didn't see, obviously he was on injured reserve, uh, is Emmanuel Ogba. But, yeah, there's four former Browns who, uh, recent former Browns who uh, pull, come, come away with Super Bowl rings. Yeah, I mean, kind of funny that, you know, Austin Ryder, you know, wasn't good enough to uh... – even be a reserve on the Cleveland Browns, but um, there he was, manning the center position for your Super Bowl champions. Uh, guess, guess he wasn't a real football player, Pete. Well, I, look, there's uh, apparently there's like five of them in the entire NFL. <laughs> um, but it, again, just a, a, a game that really it was just weird and bizarre in how quick the pace went. And I mean, Pete, we were literally almost. You know, even with, and I'll be honest, you know, we, we I get in the car, we come home as soon as you know the halftime show hits. Didn't see a second of it. Yeah, all right, well, J Lo, God bless her. Um, but I mean, dude, we were literally on pace for like a three hour and ten minute game, and that's not supposed to happen in the Super Bowl. Oh uh, yeah, the pace was pretty good. Uh, obviously, there was a little bit more running than I thought there was going to be, but to both. I mean, Garoppolo. You know, obviously had the interception and had some bad misses, but so many passes were just like thinking dunks that their drives went pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, the game the game went pretty pretty fast, despite how many forced uh, commercial breaks they had and everything else. It, it actually worked out uh, pretty well. Uh, it, obviously, you compare it to some of the recent games, like the the forty uh, the uh, Patriots and Falcons, and that one obviously took forever. Uh, for 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 good reason with everything that happened, but uh, yeah, that was uh, that that you know the college games wish they could finish in three hours and ten minutes. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. One more to sneak in here, Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, uh, folks for your Browns Apparel, uh, the Zabel Apparel Company. Uh, talk all about the time. Fantastic family, obviously run by a veteran. Two children currently serving actively in the armed forces. Um, it's not just quick hashtags type stuff that you know they run with it's a deep thought process Longtime browns fans they do it more for the love obviously everybody's in it for the money but it's a well thought out process quality product zaboapparel.com at zabo uh at zabo apparel on twitter s-z-a-b-o look for browns gear check out zabo apparel pete the damian williams receiving touchdown one of the obviously there was really no angle which way or the other, but 
And I totally agree. That was going to be one, whatever way it was called on the field is what it was. But yeah, my initial gut says, I think the dude was a hair short. Uh, yeah. Well, first and foremost, uh, th- that was my biggest takeaway initially was we got one camera angle at the Super Bowl. Yes. Um, that, we've, uh, got, we've got 250,000 pounds of confetti ready to fall on the field. Either way, for whatever team wins, but God forbid we get an extra camera angle for what was essentially the biggest call in the game. Yeah, I, initially I thought it was going to be called short. Uh, after they confirmed it and they showed another look at it, he did look like he was leaned far enough forward that he got in the end zone. But, yeah, that, it, of course the game, game came down to that. I'll be curious to see if, if we get any, like we get some Zabruder film type camera angles that show him short or something. And because perhaps a lawsuit because fans are into that nowadays. If, if they had called that short, that would have been a huge decision to make. Uh, fourth and, you know, like a yard, maybe. And then having to decide if you're going to kick the game time field goal or go for the touchdown to win. Um, and I guess in some ways I was sort of rooting for that just to see what those two teams would have done. But, yeah, I mean, they, they gave them the – again, I thought it was going to be called the other way. Uh, and then, uh, you know, it made it into a very obvious situation of what's going to happen, which is uh, kick the extra point and see if Garoppolo can uh, can do it. And, and I, I and I didn't tweet it, but I did think about tweeting the idea that when Troy Aikman told me not to sleep on Jimmy Garoppolo, and my reaction would have been to uh, just just immediately go to sleep because I, I just had no faith. And then the, the Chiefs gave up the one big play. I was like, oh, maybe. Uh, but no, he, of course, Jimmy Garoppolo his way out of it, despite the Chiefs' uh, horrible defense initially. Yeah. Um, Pete, first interception of the game. Uh, interesting name. Uh, you know, Mike Pennell gets in there, crushes Jimmy Garoppolo, causes an interception. I think it was a guy we talked about. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely uh, came came to mind as soon as it, it was came up. It, he had drilled him, and they, they forced the interception. But uh, apparently, you can have too many good linemen uh, that you you can just roll out with Daniel Quale and Deborah Lawrence, and you, you're set. So yeah, Mike Pinnell was a huge pickup for them, and, and obviously came up with a a big time play. Uh, and then uh, Brashad Breland intercepted it. I was stunned at how ugly the Mahomes interception was the first one I should say yeah uh you know the first one to Warner and you know look this is part of it obviously is terrible on Mahomes and but look Warner is this dude and he can sell you on and he's because he's got the acceleration to get back special special player special special talent he's not it's not going to be the uh first player and certainly first player of the ilk of a pack Pat Mahomes that essentially he gets his lunch like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just it, up to that point, Tyreek Hill just had done nothing. Like it was awful. And even though he made. He, no, but he was catching these balls at eight yards, going backwards two yards, and then fighting to get the two yards that he gave up. It was the weirdest thing. And he, even though he came up with the uh, 44-yard reception it still just didn't feel like he ever really made a meaningful impact on the game it just he was there it was the same with frank clark who did nothing i mean the guy may as well not even been there uh which are the two players i like the least on that team uh, 
But uh, yeah, I, I was I I, I would I would thought this was a tailor made game for one of those guys to just go off between him and Hardman, just because they have so much speed and and the fact that they hadn't been able to take advantage even when they were playing cons- conservatively of just taking some underneath stuff and they just couldn't do it for so long. I, it was mind boggling that. It, I mean, it, it, it took a while, but then Troy Aikman started getting on him for it until they finally were able to break through it and score uh, doing that. But yeah, there was a, a point where it was just like I, the 49ers defensive line is very good, but what they're doing behind it was not like that difficult to deal with. Yeah. I and mean, look, between the linebacking core they have and, you know, the pass rush that they're able to generate and, you know, this is what happens, you know, later in the year, guys kind of get tired a little quicker. And Kansas City, like we said, can go all day. Um, you're eventually going to find those holes. But some interesting names, Pete. Obviously, a rookie, Kalen Saunders, who a year ago was wowing folks with this fantastic story at the Senior Bowl uh, with his athleticism while his you know, wife's at home giving birth. Derek Nande, like we mentioned, Pennell, the former Browns. It's just – it's crazy the way anything can work out in a guy's career. The position you get put into, obviously, Fuller was part of the Alex Smith trade a couple of years back and, you know, and for Andy Reid, 222nd career victory in the NFL, obviously already been to a Super Bowl once, obviously lost with the Eagles, all he's been through. And literally, I mean, like the, the trials and tribulations, his family has literally gone through to be in this business. He's already lost one son, his son, the linebacker coach who, you know, was, I mean, in prison, you know, due to his bottle of narcotics, I mean, it, it made for a great story. And a guy like Andy Reid, I mean, you know, probably was already going to end up being a Hall of Fame coach, but now it is cemented. And, you know, for a guy like Andy, even though he ain't getting any younger, you got this kid over here in Patrick Mahomes at 24 years old. I mean, it just reinvigorates you. And, you know, I, I, honey, I ain't coming home anytime soon. I got a really, really good thing going right now. Yeah. Um, it's definitely an interesting journey for. Uh, Andy Reid, who's like the you know the first traditional retread to win a Super Bowl. Obviously, um, Dick Vermeil uh, did it, but obviously it took a, a very unique path to get there. Whereas Andy Reid, you know, was you know let go or by the Eagles and get gets his job with the Chiefs and you know goes further, which doesn't typically happen. Usually, you know, what you do in your first stop tends to be your best, uh, and obviously, you know, 61 years old and everything else, 21 years in his career before he uh, was able to win the Super Bowl. But obviously, with his son uh, on his coaching staff, on top of everything else, uh, considering everything he's gone through and the brother and all that stuff, uh, makes for an interesting dynamic. I don't know, you know, uh, how much because it's one of those things where it's like. I, I get it. Like, I understand why people love that type of story, but at the same time, like if his name isn't Reed, he's not getting that opportunity to do it. So it's one of those things where it's sort of a little bit of both, I guess. Uh, but nevertheless, very happy for Andy Reed uh, and everything he's gone through. Uh, I'm very happy for uh, John Dorsey, um, wherever, whatever bar he's currently in telling someone about how he built this team. Um <laughs> <laughs> and, and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's it, it's interesting. I, like, I don't know. I, I, 
I could have gone either way. I didn't really have a favorite. The only reason I was sort of rooting for Casey is because I picked him um, to to further seal my victory. But uh, and and win like one bet. I think I got one bet right the whole time, which was Mahomes winning the MVP. I think every other bet I did was dead wrong. From the anthem to the uh, oh my gosh, she hung through that sucker. I was like, oh my god, what's she doing? It was. From that to touchdown, definitely was under a yard and a half to no touchdowns over 44 yards to all that. The no three, you know, they didn't. Uh, there weren't six touchdowns in total. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was just brutal. That was the one thing I got right. Uh, yeah, guys, so, um, yeah, good thing. And, um, like Pete and I said, we don't actually put our money on it. Um, but that's it, guys. This is the boat was put down. The 2019 NFL season is over. We are in full off-season mode. Um, Joe Woods, I apologize, but uh, if you can get to Cleveland sometime really soon, we'd love to get to work here and finish filling out the staff. Pete, anything 2020 season tonight? I mean, 2019 season, the game tonight? Anything you got to get off your chest before we put a close on this and just go full bore? No, I just I just assume that uh, you know Joe Woods will be in there Monday tomorrow morning nine o'clock ready to go get this thing started. I, I, you know, look, it's a shorter flight to Cleveland. It is all the way back to San Francisco. So Joe, just <laughs> make your way north. Get on the get on the red eye right now uh, and get to work. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's really what I, I want to see happen. Is is where does this go? I mean, they, 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 you know, it's not like they're waiting for another shoe to drop with this thing. He's, he, you know, he did a. Uh, thing with a writer from uh, the can depository uh, of uh, you know talking about what he wants to do in Cleveland and that so it's not like a question of if it's going to get done it's just a question of you know who else is he going to hire and I guess beyond that I'm just curious to see what happens with Mike McDaniel because uh, the Shanahan uh, got his ex- I mean um, Lafleur got his extension yep so that's uh, that's that's sort of an interesting dynamic is is the 49ers had all this success and now they're going to have to fight the brain drain. And then they're probably going to have some issues. Uh, I can't think of what they're going to have to deal with off the top of my head, other than their quarterback is a freaking anchor on their salary cap as to who they're going to have to sort of deal with. They've got, they're, they're fortunate and they've got a lot of uh, rookies and stuff, but I'm curious on some of those defensive linemen, if we're up to the point where uh, I think Eric Armstead said to be a free agent. They can let him walk, but I don't know where like Buckner is on his deal. He may be coming up for a big fat payday, and some of the things they're going to have to sort of deal with is Richard Sherman going to try to play another year because he got exposed at the end of that game. Yeah, uh, you know, and obviously they were just you know, and you know, when Troy Aikman's calling it out, and you know, Tyree Kill and Richard Sherman or Sammy Watkins and Richard Sherman, not good in that respect. Um, again, everybody, we appreciate you all for being with us here. As we conclude, you know, the 2019 regular season. And like we told you last year, we're going to tell you again this year. Um, nobody who does Browns pods is going to cover the offseason and give you draft coverage like we do. We're going to kick the living daylights out of it like we do. Um, we're one of the few podcasts that probably gain listenership and gain growth through the offseason because we bust our asses. A, number one, we love this whole process. And number two, we just enjoy doing what we do. So, you know, and obviously this is going to be Pete's first full year putting it all out through SI.com and through Browns Maven. Uh, it's going to put out fantastic work over there, him and his team. Make sure you're checking out at Browns Maven on Twitter. Obviously, SI.com, anything you're reading Browns-wise, 
It's going to come from Pete and his team. Make sure you're following them at underscore Pete Smith underscore the show itself at Lock On Browns. Always follow back account. DMs open. Me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open. Thoughts for the show. Uh, you know, something you would like put into a storyline. You want to ask about draft prospects. I mean, literally the time is now. We are ready to go in all that. Um, obviously, we got, you know, a little bit of, you know, filling out the staff here and finishing this up. Um, obviously, we got to talk about, you know, Kaylee Bronson joining the staff the other day. It was really nice of her to reach out on social media and say she enjoyed it. Uh, it was pretty cool. Um, you know, she wasn't added or anything. I guess somehow, you know, her attention had been brought to it. Cool. Love it. Um, always like to get the appreciation back, especially from those, you know, that we are, you know, speaking on. Um, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Uh, we'll continue to grind it out day in, day out. So, like I said, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns. Everybody enjoy your Monday. <laughs>